welcome to Creative Reboot. So this episode, we are um, motoring into the many hats you wear as a business owner, uh, which is something we've definitely talked about um, sort of in passing in previous episodes. Absolutely. Carly, um, you have a lot of hats. I have many, many hats. Um, <laughs> I have many hats, actual, not just as one business. I have hats. many businesses and then many hats and then many businesses and I'm kind of drowning in the hats. Um, but also delightful. Like I'm swimming. I'm swimming. Just mm-hmm. keep swimming in the hats. Um <laughs> And I think, um, yeah, we just thought it'd be really nice to dive a bit deeper and talk about all of those things, because I think this is something that actually quite a lot of business owners, you kind of know, but you don't know yes, what you're taking on, do absolutely. you? Absolutely. No no clue at all. Well, yeah, the, a very vague clue that I, I know when I first started, I kind of knew, oh, yes, I want to be a photographer. Um, and I'm probably going to need to make a website because I can't afford to pay for anyone to make it for me. Uh, and I'll probably need to um, maybe do some accounts um and maybe just you know do a bit of advertising and it'll all be very easy and just it's just me on my own it's it's not going to be a lot of um how hard could it possibly exactly. be exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the learning came yes i think i had an almost almost well similar but opposite experience in that um i started my blog way back in the depths of 2003 four ish um so i had already been blogging on a platform and then moved from platform to self-hosted wordpress and taught myself all the joys of that taught myself a bit of coding done some fun stuff and then when i came to set up a business i was like oh the first thing i will do is i will buy a domain name and set up a set up a website and actually this is something i still do now um so the other day very excitedly i came across a new concept that i wanted to do and the first thing i did was went and bought the domain name how many domain names do you own now carla 16 I'm not I using all of them. I'm using I about nine. Can't shed domain names fast enough. Let alone <laughs> new ones. That's hilarious. I like to keep them. So um, I had I had Unicornery for a while. Oh. Um, I'm not going to talk about the new one because I haven't no, quite no. formulated what I'm going to do with it mm. yet. Well, I know what I'm going to do with it, but time. Yes. But yes. So no. So I I tend to do the thing where I build a website and then actually it used to be a standing joke at a couple of my old jobs actually that um people say oh what do you get up to at the weekend and I'm like oh look at this new website I've built a whole new business in a weekend but of course the website is not the whole business the website is the website website and while I'm very grateful for having that skill because I've saved myself a fortune over the years being able to change stuff and and build it in the first place I think the reason actually one of the reasons I'm able to do so many things is because I can create my own web presences um it's always a bit interesting when you then start to see all of the different things that go with the business absolutely and as a specific multipod issue there's that thing where people say oh i find it so difficult to keep up with all the different social medias and then i pop up and i'm like yeah i know i'm running nine instagram accounts and nine facebook pages and three facebook groups and like how are you even alive oh, and i'm like i don't know honestly <laughs> I have no idea no because, <laughs> so, it, is enough, because that... it mounts quickly yes. it mounts fast yeah absolutely and like you say it's um it, it's not just one task that you have to do for what for each thing is it it's you know there's multiple tasks for really simple process of like having to write a blog post for example is not just a case of oh i'm going to write a blog post it's not even open website write blog post add photo press publish which it should be but it isn't that quick is it it's not that simple Mm -hmm. no you've got to you, you need to figure out your keywords you know for your seo and you've got to go and um find your images and then you need to probably optimize it and and then plan it not quite like a school essay but it does need to make a reasonable amount of sense if it's going to represent your business yeah yeah Yeah. and that's before you've even started writing the thing and then publishing it and and then putting it all out there on social media so other people and then rinse and repeat at least once a month exactly yeah yeah, yeah, so that's just one task 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think actually some of the things, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I knew when I took on my first business that my hats would involve making and marketing slash advertising you know telling people that existed Mm. um doing the actual selling so because my first business was jewelry there was a lot of standing around in um intense affairs talking to people Um, and once i took up photography it was basically just about talking just telling people you know being brave enough to tell people i did i knew that was going to be a thing um but what i'd forgotten about and i knew i was gonna have to do accounts and a bit of admin you know you know that's coming but there's so much else to do and there's so much else to learn. And I love it. Part of me loves it. So we, we talked um, in another episode about um, learning and how learning yes. can be kind of like trance, like a meditative and a really good thing. And I find that a lot of the learning I do these days um, and has always been actually has been business based mm. because there's everything from, you know, how to split your accounts in a certain way to um, the Facebook pixel, which I still haven't installed. Don't shout at me. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I'm waving my you... fists at you, Carla. No, it's because it's because there's there's some there's some there's about three hours of icky sorting out work behind the scenes because I've got so many Facebook accounts and so many business Instagram <laughs> accounts. Some somebody who knows what they're doing needs to go and fiddle before I can do that. But Again, anyway. hashtag multipod issues. There. Hashtag multipod issues. Yeah, I mean, I love being a multipod. I wouldn't change it for the world, but it does come with its own set of weird issues. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and then there's um there's learning like different types of marketing and then like you touched on seo and i've i've recently learned that seo could literally be a full-time job by itself and i think that's actually that's probably the cart of all of this most of the things that you try to do as a business owner and you try to do often part-time because often people are running around either a job or children or caring or you know other jobs or other businesses in my case um you don't actually have full time for any of it, mm-hmm. but you're trying to do maybe eleven full time jobs in a part time, and it's it can get a bit overwhelming. Oh, absolutely, it? definitely, yeah. When you just sort of think about all of the things that need to be done on a day to day basis, even um, one of the things I've just recently been discovering is is things that where I keep all of my information. So I might have emails that I need to answer, and that gives me a list of tasks that I need to get done. Um, I'm a I'm a great one for anything that I see and think oh I need to read that I just download it or I bookmark it um, and then I end up with a list of fucking huge list of things that I've yet and to And now read. I found so I used to do that I actually used to book that bookmark that in um, well I used to have Feedly which is what I used to use to read blogs and stuff I actually haven't looked at that for a long time and there was a, I can't remember what the bookmarking service was but there was something you know a long Pinterest and then for a while when Pinterest came along I just used Pinterest to mark everything and now you can save stuff natively in Facebook you can bookmark things yes. natively in Instagram yes. you can bookmark stuff on LinkedIn which is great but then you've got to remember where you were, what you were reading, and which bookmark bin you put it exactly, into. So yeah. you could go and find it again to read it when you want to read it. And I do this a lot, actually. I save a lot of stuff as I go along for newsletters, writing yes. newsletters, which is another one of those delightful tasks that you... Actually, I really... I love I love writing. I love writing blog posts. I love writing newsletters, but I have a real love-hate relationship with my newsletters because mm. they... Mainly because they require doing on a certain day each month, and I don't like having to do things on a certain day each month, <laughs> so they don't go out on the same day each month. But... um. But often I'll I'll I always have like a a couple of things that I share that are obviously not mine because they're really and I often see really cool stuff as I run around the internet and and I have been a few times where I very nearly picked up my laptop and thrown it out the window because I cannot find this thing that I know was amazing but I also can't remember enough about it to be able to search for it you know normally in Google yeah and um, so yeah it's having those systems I think is finding finding Definitely. a way to categorize yeah yeah it is and it's just about getting organized I think as well which is something. 
you kind of know you have to do in the beginning but you just don't really know how to do it do you so and i think as well because it grows it, it's like the ooze the smooths uh from my little pony circa about 1984 oh, dear Lord. Uh, there was now a, there's a reference a, that maybe there's not a many reference people are gonna get. <laughs> look i like being niche right i I was born in 1980. I love My Little Pony. The reference is lost on me, I'm afraid. Is it lost on you? Yeah. Maybe it's the 90s, because I was born 86, So, but but I watched a lot of old stuff because I had older cousins and friends I don't remember um, watching anything about My Little Pony. I remember having My Little Ponies. Do you know? Oh, you're missing out so much. I'm going to find it. I bet it exists on YouTube. I'm going to send it to you. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) The Smooze. I'm sure it was called the smooth. Was this pink stuff that um, it kind of started small and then it kind of took over Ponyland. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and then obviously they did some stuff and rode to the rescue and it was all lovely. But I think it is a bit like the smooth mm. in the sense this is not the direction I saw this taking when we started this episode. <laughs> just just for clarity, Me <laughs> I feel like in in the best of ways, your business starts as. You're going to do some admin and some marketing. You're going to get some clients. You're going to do the client work or the making and you're going to sell. Mm-hmm. And and then that's kind of it. And then you're going to do your accounts and then that's kind of what you're going to do as your business. And that's really exciting. Yeah. And then you just, it just smoozes. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It does. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I have definitely looked at my to-do list in the past and just been like, where did this shit come from? Yeah. Like, what is all this stuff? That I need? And it all, the trouble is, it all needs to be... I had a, a really funny conversation quite recently, actually, where I was lamenting the the length of my to-do list and all the various different bits. And some of it is really important stuff. I, at the moment, there is no outstanding client work because I'm waiting to be able to shoot my clients when lockdown is over at the time of recording. Um, and I've obviously finished all the clients that were in February and March. So at the moment client work is actually quite a low priority because mm. the mentoring stuff is very immediate so that's that's actually been fine um but that means that everything else is like website fuckery seo research you know sorting out my accounts from last year um there's loads of different stuff and so then i was lamenting this to someone and they were like well just do the priorities and i was like they're all a priority Oh, we, so we, we have this conversation and, and yeah. then when we do and actually we start to pull it all out and tear it apart a little bit it turns out actually a lot of it isn't a priority it's just that we feel True. like it is isn't it true yeah. they feel like heavy hats is yes, what they feel like they, do, they all feel yeah. like heavy hats i think yes. it's probably more the things as well the things that we actually struggle with um that aren't our yeah. superpowers as it as it were you yeah. know they're not the things that we we what, naturally... what i think i referred to the other day as uh, unicorn droppings yes because even if you have a unicorn, you don't want to pick up its poo. Oh, no, even if it is glittery no. and pretty. You know. Even if it is glittery, it's <laughs> probably not that glittery, it's poo. I mean, let's not go there. No. <laughs> I have no I've looked after enough children in my time and fed them enough glittery cupcakes to know that you can in fact make poo glittery but I don't think that's something we want to go into in too much depth do we really Um, but yeah it is it's the things that we don't enjoy doing I mean I know for one I am not a fan of numbers I never have been I'm just not a number orientated person at all um so when people give me, I've, I've done a couple of workshops in the last year, but having moved to Canada, I've had to deal with a whole new tax system and how things work with your business. Um, so I decided to go to a couple of workshops to see what I should be doing uh, that's different from, from the UK. Turns out quite a lot different. Quite a lot. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been eye-opening. And I got to the point where I was kind of starting to get a grasp of it, but I just wasn't enjoying it at all. And in the end, I ended up, I bumped into this, through networking, I bumped into this lovely girl Loved the way she ran her business, bookkeeping business, I should add. And I just went, 
take my money and and fix it for me please and yeah that's you know it, it just it yeah. got to that stage where i just thought have someone who knows what they're doing deal with it yeah, so i don't have that. to worry about it and anymore. actually yeah you're right in a similar way one of the very first investments i made in my business was um to find an accountant and similarly i i found someone through a recommendation actually and then met her for lunch and um we just got on really really well Well, yeah. actually originally we met for a, a a meeting and then we got on so well we went for lunch and then um yeah she's been my accountant for six Amazing. nearly seven years now i think yeah. um but she's she's been so good mostly because as well she was the first person i'd, I'd met quite a few accountants in my time and she was the first one that wasn't phased by my I've got a full-time job but I'm also running these eight things on the side can you help <laughs> one's a limited company most of them aren't none of them are making any money but you know can you do because it just got to a point where I was nervous of I was confident in my figures in my my numbers of you know my records I was confident in my records but um I found my tax return after the first couple that I'd done I was just like do you know what I I think it was the third one I struggled through and I cried and I struggled and I cried and I you know it's phoned other friends and business yeah. for help and mm-hmm. I and it wasn't even that I didn't like that makes me sound really stupid it's not that I'm stupid it's that it's written in a practically non non penetrable language it was mm-hmm. just horrible yeah um and there were things like, I mean, we do this every year. I know when um, when Anastasia and I do our um, ink drops tax return, which again, we have an accountant go through our accounts and he prepares it all for us. And every single year we do it ourselves because we want to know, you know, and we have to sign it and stuff. We, every single year there's a bit, and, and HMRC has this wonderful thing with a limited company where you have to um, put the amount of tax that you spend, uh, that, you're, that you're, you're guessing how much the tax is, but you have to put it in your expenses for the year. So you have this ridiculous backup. Unfortunately, our accountant is very good and he creates this figure for us from what we've... Thank goodness. Because he knows, he knows how much we would be liable for. Can but you left write, to like, us, we'd be like... Would it, if you wrote 50 well, this, in there, would that be all right? Can you This do is that? kind of the stupid thing because if you get the figure wrong, then you pay more or less tax than you're supposed to. And it's just horrible. And I think That's there was a point where I looked at that having had that with ink drops and looking at how how our accountant makes that so much easier i think i looked at it and was like no i need an accountant i just need someone who will make this process better mm. for me someone who knows and what they're doing made a yeah, big difference absolutely mm-hmm. as field. i say like all the figures all the figures were correct the the record keeping i'm quite envious of you having a bookkeeper i don't enjoy keeping my figures it's amazing she sends me she's not li- my favorite I, I literally get an email from her once a month going sarah i need all your bits and i go okay and i send them all in an email to <laughs> all her. your bits all my bits she takes my little all my That's statements really cool, and make sense of it. She's got and access to my to my wave um, things, so she can yeah. go through and no, reconcile really nice. everything. Yeah. And then I get a little bill from her. I'm like, is that is that all you're charging? Okay, fine. I'll pay you for your. I like it. <laughs> no, I think that's really. I mean, that's something I think I'd like to do. And actually, I suppose that's something um, to you know outsourcing. Mm. Outsourcing is a thing that we. Um, I think there is a point in your business where you need to have done everything at least once. Yes. To, re- to, to actually have the tears and realise how fucking hard it is. Yeah, and also to, to know what it is you're outsourcing. So you've got like a vague knowledge of what it is you're paying for. If you're paying someone to do a service or you're swapping a service, you know what value you're getting, what value Absolutely. you're receiving. Yeah. Um, I think actually that there's also something there that is... So it's taken me uh, 10 years in business and two and a half years, no, two... No, coming up two years in business. I can count, I promise. <laughs> um, coming up to two years in full-time business. Um, to accept that actually I do, I need, in, in, in addition to the basic running costs of my business, I need to add some outsourcing and systems to make my life easier. Um, and I think that that is really hard to do when you're running on a shoestring mm-hmm. and you're not making any money yet. I think once once I started making money, I was like, oh, great, I can reinvest some of this to make my life better. But when I wasn't making any money, it was very, even when I was making money from my day job on the side, like on my day job and working my 
business on the side i found it really hard to commit any of that money permanently or monthly or it's scary it is really it's scary, scary isn't definitely. it i think it's a really terrifying thing to invest but actually once you've done it so the, the the two things that have really changed my life have been um acuity scheduling because the 15 or 18 quid a month i spend on that um it's like having a pa people can book themselves <laughs> into my diary and it sinks so if i put something in my diary it stops people being able to book it means i don't have to manually update it and oh it's been the best thing um, and I initially I was like, this is a lot of money for one extra function over the free one, but it has saved me hours, it's hours the, and the, hours um, and the hours. Headache, isn't it as well that it's it's the headache, you, but it's yeah. also the physical. Like every time, because my 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 life is quite busy, it saved me probably six, seven, eight hours a month, wow. which is definitely worth more than fifteen quid because Absolutely. I was spending so much time having to sync everything manually. Mm. So yeah, so it's it's I think it's things like that, and it's but then it's also being careful not to run away and like sign up for every new service that comes up. Because you do have to kind of draw a line. Yeah, quickly. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I always think as well. When people go, oh, try this great new system. And I'm like, how much a month is that going to cost me? On absolutely. top of all the other monthly subscriptions. Because everything's yeah. a monthly subscription these days, isn't it? Everything is a monthly subscription these days. Although, I think in some ways that can be... I'm trying to think what I had the other day. So the other thing that's that's been... um not a small outlay but a really good outlay has been my um gallery system which i think you use the same one as sheetproof yes um because i run my all of my um invoices through there all of my contracts through there um people can buy extra stuff through there um they can access their their um contracts and their documents at any time um and it's just saved me so much hassle yeah um and and also obviously i can host my images there and we can see those and it works as functions as a backup so you know for my client images so that's been really good um i was trying to think there was something the other day that and i thought oh that's really good because i'm getting all these free extra like i i agreed the monthly payment for x amount of service mm. and they've now added these four or five other things that you just get thrown in which i'm i'm finding really exciting oh, actually really, really i've not really paid canva i think it might have been canva because oh. they've added all the stock images and there's there's loads of other stuff that you can now get that when i originally signed up wasn't part canva of the pro is one subscription. of my favorite monthly subscriptions that i have signed up for i did, never thought i would say that because i kind of thought oh, i'll just give it a go and see but i i since actually starting to pay for it, I probably use it even more than I ever thought I would. So I mean, I know I know some designers who I think probably see Canva in the same way that I view stuff like Unsplash. Yes. Um, in like like really free stuff, really. But I do think that actually, again, it's one of those things that you. Um, so for people that that haven't come across Canva, it's a design like a. a a browser-based design system yeah. with templates and things so you can create um, things like Instagram posts or you can create brochures you can create, kind of I, my husband's just set up a little business I've created a logo for him through Canva so yeah so it's stuff like that but I think for me something that I found with a bit of a design background is that I like Canva um, and it's definitely quicker so I used to use InDesign I still do use InDesign for some of my more complex stuff and I love it um, but actually for me using Canva reminds me how much in the future I would like to outsource that work. I would like to actually say to a designer, I need this, this and this. I need this designed in this size and this other thing. Here's my logo. Here's my stuff. Please, can you do it? Like, here are my brand guidelines. Please, can you get on with it? Yeah. Because it's not some, it's something I enjoy, but it's not something I enjoy enough to want to do it all the time. Got you. And I think that might be one of the, you know, which hats do you want to wear all the time? And mm. which hats actually would you be, which hats are you desperate to get rid of? So for me, social media is the thing that I would... Not the writing of it. I don't... You know, writing the content is fine, but the actual physical, making it work, making it get on the right places oh, well, at the it right makes time. You cry, for some Carla, reason, scrambles my brain. This. It makes me cry. It makes me cry every <laughs> month. It's horrific. And I keep saying to you, every, because for me, so, social media is not a big stress for me. I actually really quite enjoy doing it. Uh, yeah, it's not my favourite thing, but it's You're not... such a weirdo. <laughs> 
And the amount of times you go to me, how? How do you manage to write posts yeah, so quickly? How does it work? And yeah. I'm yeah. like, I, I don't it's, know. So the, the writer, I have realised actually, I was conflated. Actually, so, so one of the things that that, again, so something else I think I would say here is that if there is something that you are struggling with, but you're not yet ready to outsource or you don't have the money or you just don't want to commit the money to outsourcing, because, you know, some stuff can be expensive. Um, or you might just literally not have the funds. Don't get me wrong. Some stuff might be perfectly affordable, but the funds just aren't there. And that's part of being in business at the beginning. Um, I have invested recently in some amazing training with um, a company called Electric Footprint, um, which was a one to one. <laughs> it was I booked it as social media training and it ended up being social media therapy session. Oh, um, which because I didn't and actually what she pointed out to me. So she has a 10 step process of, you know, all social media. And she was like, the reason you are struggling so I just cried at her for 15 minutes. I was like, this is why I need this. And I just can't cope. And this is awful. And I don't like it. And I love social media. Like, I love the interactions. I love, you know, talking to people in there. I love the the medium. I just don't love getting the stuff. And I love the writing, the content. But this bit in the middle, I'm really struggling with. And she said, it's because you're starting at step six. Oh. Like, oh. And so now I'm starting at step one. Now I'm starting at step one and everything is falling into place. What, what is step six out of interest? <laughs> step six is planning your content. Ah, okay. And the, the, also, there's more stuff before that. Then, so there? much stuff before that. So much stuff before that. Um, we will get we, point, if yeah. if I can persuade her, we'll get her to come on at some point. So I think it's a really amazing. good, um, yes, really good one to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like there's there's and it's none of it is um is earth. It's all stuff that logically should be there, but mm. I haven't thought to apply it to social media because it's not your superpower. Not my superpower, mm. and I think finding people who have complementary superpowers to yours. It's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. It's, uh, just a, it's of, a secret thing, but it's a wonderful thing. It's not a secret, though. We, we act like it's a secret. It's really not. Everybody should. Because at the end of the day, my also, my thinking is also, um, it's it's definitely not a secret thing because we are also providing services in what we do. I don't want people to sit there crying over writing a, a blog post, for example, when they could just pay me to do it for them. Well, this is kind of it, actually. And I have had people say... I mean, actually, one, so one of the things I'm developing at the moment is... um a brand photography DIY course Mm -hmm. which seems a little bit um actually by the time you guys hear this it might be out we'll see I'll shove it in the show notes as usual if it gets there but um, a few people said to me oh it's a bit counterproductive because you know that's what you sell why are you teaching people to do it yourself and I was like well the course is cheaper than my um my services because you know it's DIY you're not getting me you're getting my knowledge um and it walks you through you know a process <laughs> and I've, i i did it i i started by doing it as a couple of workshops and the um the feedback i got from the workshops was pretty much a, a 70 30 split that 30 percent of people were like that's bloody amazing thank you so much i can do my own images now i'm so excited i'm really ex-. and they produced some beautiful images and then there were some other people who did produce some beautiful images and were like do you know what i've mainly learned from this course i've learned that i don't want to do this mm. This is lovely, but this is not where I want to spend my time yeah. because it is quite a time, you know, creating on brand beautiful images, as we both know, is actually quite a time consuming every part of business. Mm. Let's be honest, we're both photographers. So that's our kind of one of our specialisms, but every part of business can be very time consuming. And so I've had quite a few people say to me, look, no, actually, I this is great. But when I've got the money, I would like you to do my photos because I just don't want to do this. Exactly. Um, and I found that that's a really interesting because to be honest, I'm the same. You know, I could I could have the um the best social media feed in the world and i still wouldn't particularly want to do it like i want to create the content myself but the minute i can ship it to somebody else to do like that is happening 
I want to crack it myself one month, and then once I've cracked it, then it's going. <laughs> and you'll be happy to go. Someone else happy can have to it pass now. it on. Yeah, absolutely. Just to kind absolutely. of stay, move it slightly away from that, but also stay on it. I think the other thing about outsourcing is um, is actually letting go of something and letting mm. go of that control over something that you've you've had. Because that's probably that's where I struggle quite a lot about outsourcing things. Not so much okay. numbers and accounts. I had no problem handling Not so much. Had... <laughs> you had no attachment to <laughs> no, have, have the numbers. Um, make me look like I'm earning lots of money. Um, and But there are other things that I most certainly could outsource, but I it's, it is letting go of that control of thinking, well, I want them done the way I want them done. Especially when you have start, set up a business by yourself at the beginning, so you have had to learn all of those things yeah. and produce And actually, them. if you've been running a business for a few years and you have managed to do it all yourself through necessity or just through habit, um, actually it can be quite a different, quite a, a strange um, feeling yeah. to, to let it go. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way that I kind of eased myself into that is that I have um, an amazing friend who is a VA um, and we, we've done a bit of a swap. I like and it. we've done an equal value swap but she was equally she was like oh, i'm a bit i don't know i'm a bit you know I'd, I'd actually done photos for her other company um but not for her as a um as a va as a as a business support person um and she was like oh i don't know i'm not sure i'm just you know and i was like yeah do you know what i'm the same though i'd like to give some stuff to a va but i'm not sure i'm just not sure mm. um and so what we did was we made a list of what we wanted and what we needed um and actually we ended up swapping uh, mentoring for um va work instead of um, photos for VA work because actually when we looked at what she wanted actually the photos were quite low down the list yeah um because she has some fabulous photos of her from a previous shoot that we did but that was really interesting and then out of that we actually ended up teaming up because we realized if we were both struggling with giving with letting go and giving that up probably or if we were struggling with like I do really good I'm really good at strategy and I'm really bad at implementation she's really good at implementation but not great at strategy mm. and we were like oh if we are struggling other people might be struggling with both of these things so we're now doing a, a bespoke thing where we have like an introductory chat with people and then we basically prescribe them what we think they need like do they awesome. need some Carla and some Lizzie or do they need more Lizzie and less Carla or vice versa it's quite <laughs> like a nice that. that's very good yeah it's quite nice because again do. it comes down to what people's different skill sets isn't it and and the yeah. things that they are good at and and what they and can bring And interestingly I think I think we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do all the things exceptionally mm. um and actually one of the things I've definitely seen come up again and again, and this might just be because I worked in marketing, so some of my colleagues that have also quit and gone full time or that run stuff on the side are from a kind of marketing y background. Um, but I find people who are really unwilling to let go of stuff they actually hate doing, even though they're good at, because they feel like, well, I, I used to do this for my job, so I should just use this in my business. Mm. And it's like, but you could do so much better if you just gave that to somebody else. That is just because you're thing. good at it is yes. not something you have to do just because you're good at it. It's absolutely, by all means, if you want to earn money from it, you want to do it, then do it. But if you hate it, you are allowed to not do stuff you're good at. And I think that's something we all forget. And I think that is the point to make, definitely, with, with even with sort of letting go as well, if you that, that like, relinquishing that... Relinquishing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that um, control over something, is actually if you relinquish... The, God, that's a hard word. Relinquish that control. <laughs> <laughs> like We're both good at English, honest. <laughs> if you relinquish that control of something even if you do enjoy it or you like what you're doing with it it gives you more scope to actually work on the stuff that really mm-hmm. is um exciting and important and you know allows more room for that creativity or to go and learn Absolutely. something or Absolutely. yeah 
and it can be something as simple as I mean I think you know we've we've in, within outsourcing which actually I, again I didn't know this was going to go as much into but I think actually outsourcing is something that people don't think about until they're further in their business and don't get me wrong like I'm a systems queen I am all about setting up systems so that you you can actually manage it all yourself mm. but with the best will in the world particularly if you have more than one business but even if you just have the one there is so much there that you're going to drop a ball at some point yes you cannot keep it all spinning constantly oh God, so yeah, you can absolutely. absolutely i mean i i know lots of people that they do their blogging and stuff but they don't actually touch their website um they'll do their you know their plugin updates and their, their blogs and their kind of basic stuff but they don't actually do any website kind of maintenance and development until um the summer for example they'll have like a month in the summer where they've got no clients no work so they use that to do their so you know people do it on like a cyclical basis but that means for the whole of the rest of the year unless your website breaks you're just not really doing that Mm -hmm. you know and I'm sure there's other there's other examples but that's one that comes to mind that's one I'm I, I should be actually that's ironically I spend too much time fiddling with my website because that's my professional background and that's what I know and that's what I quite enjoy um whereas actually I should just leave it to like look unless it's broken focus on the other stuff yeah so but i think it's a really interesting um letting go i think is is surprisingly hard as well because your business kind of becomes a bit like your baby i think if it's something you've started and you've put a lot of love into and you've pulled it up and you've you know dragged it up on a boot string Mm. shoe string bootstrap i'm getting my metaphors very mixed shoe string shoe string um which again is not always the case but i think so often with 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 people with creative work particularly i think creative work often ends up being a uh, you know do what you can build it from nothing because oh, because the world doesn't seem to value creativity in the way that it should um and because we all have you know shit like houses and food to pay for exactly yeah. which is helpful yeah. um, and those things do take priority you know a lot of people say to me oh carly you're doing so well now you know why didn't you quit earlier and i'm like because i wasn't making enough money to quit earlier i needed to pay the basics yep. you know I, I didn't want to be a photographer without a home <laughs> i needed to make sure that this i had a thing a, it's all well and good to um, have these dreams but if you actually haven't got the means or the sort of knowledge to be able to put them into action it's very very hmm. difficult isn't it so and that talk- actually oh, go on. i was gonna say Sorry. just talking about like websites i remember when i first started um thinking oh yeah i need to have a website okay how do i make a website because i knew i couldn't afford to to pay for somebody yeah. to do it um, and luckily I had a friend who, a friend of a friend even, I didn't even really know him that well, who um, built websites for a living. And he very genuine, generously sat, it must have taken him hours, but he sat and he wrote me a, um, I think it was something like a 55 step plan in a word That's document really cool. that he sent to me. Like what to do for your website. Literally, yeah, about buying the domain, about setting up yeah. um, WordPress, about, you know, all the, every little step of the way. And I, you know, I looked at that back at that first website and it was fucking hideous, frankly. But um, it was it was just realising how long something like that takes. It's not as simple as just going, oh, I'm going to make a website. It's, it... No, no, it's not. And I think that's it. There's a lot of th- jobs that you think are just jobs and they're mm. kind of... Not only are they not just jobs, they're never really finished. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many years has it been and I'm still tweaking my website every couple of days, you know? So. Yeah, and I think even, you know, even stuff like branding is something that, that evolves with you. Yes. And I would always recommend, you know, that if, if you can, you know, the, the, you know the, the dream, I suppose, is to, um, to start a business and have a perfectly clear vision of what it is you're going to do oh. and what you're going to charge for that and also then be able to employ 
am a photographer, a brand designer, a copywriter, a website designer, you know, all of the above <laughs> to, to get all... It's the dream. And it never happens like that. It very, <laughs> very rarely... I mean, it might happen like that on your seventh business <laughs> further down the line when you've Good been man. in business for 10 or 15 years. I'm actually now, for the very first time, um, I have a business which has a... Um, we have a small branding agency and we have me... <laughs> as a photographer and and that means that it's already in a better position than any of my others have been when they've started because we actually have a way of looking good before we get started yeah um and that's been that's been actually it's been really weird being client side as well actually that's something else that is is not a bad thing to experience every now and again Absolutely. is particularly if you're in a service industry i would say if you're in a service kind of based business um but also if you're a product-based business take pay attention to the processes that and the emotions and stuff that you feel when you order from other people or when yes. you buy other people's services, because that actually can feed back into your own systems and your Definitely, own yeah. plans and your own. I and mean, again, again, it's that other thing, you know, client experience, customer service. You are now the customer service person it's for your business. another hat, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But it's another hat. It's another mm. hat to wear. But that is a hat that I think can be very heavily influenced in a really positive way by being aware of what is good and bad in your day to day life. In, you know, what you're. That's a good point um, to make. I like that. Well done. Mm, it's very good. I think so. I think customer service is a thing that's often forgotten in business, actually. It's, it's the it thing that, that people forget you have to do. And actually, it's like 80% of your, certainly in the beginning, when you're you're out there and you're networking and then you're following up and you're, you know, making contacts and then your first few clients, you want to wow them so you get the referrals. And actually, in the beginning, you do more bloody customer service than anything else. And if you're selling a product, it's all about customer service. It's all about how is it wrapped? You know, what is their experience with you? What do you, you know, do they, how do they experience you from the minute they arrive on your website to the minute they buy the product and the product arrives with them? So, but it's also the thing that I think nobody actually or very few people that I've met dream of being in customer service. Mm. They dream of running a business. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting hat. It is, definitely. It's, yeah, probably one of the most important ones as well, especially as, I mean, for me, I think as far as advertising and marketing your business goes, the most important form of any advertising you can possibly have is word of mouth. So yes. you need to have that amazing customer service base to be able to develop. To, to get people to shout about yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a really, really funny one. Mm. Um, I mean, from that, I suppose one of the things I, I really wanted to talk about in this, um, or discuss, not just talk at, <laughs> talk at you in the microphone, <laughs> but one of the things I'd, I'd love to, to bring up because it's something that I've only um, quite recently realised the value of, is laying really good foundations when you start mm. so that when you grow or you scale, even if you've got no intentions of growing particularly big but so that when you have got more happening because the, the the more your business goes on the more you will have to do whether or not you plan to take on other people whether or not you plan to franchise or anything like that even if it is only ever you in your business doing your thing um there will definitely be points where there's too much for you to do absolutely it's just um, a natural own. thing isn't it growth that yeah or that you need i mean really silly things like you know um it took me ages to use um a it was only when i started networking actually that i started using a proper um crm mm. um so i use uh, hubspot which is a free one with paid extra bits but i use just the basic literally just to keep track of people and i didn't think i needed that because actually when i was just when it was people i knew I already knew, mm. um, or people from like LinkedIn or whatever. I kept stuff in my head. I I used to have a head diary. I used to never bother with oh my a planner because I, I kept everything in a head diary. I kept everything in a head diary. I was famous for it at uni. And so those are two systems, which it sounds ridiculous, but I didn't think I needed. And then I came out of the full-time job into full-time self-employment. And for those first, I would say six months, 
totally fine because I had a small enough roster of clients because what I do is also quite high end. I don't have volume of clients. I have, it's a very boutique kind of style of business and I know yours is kind of similar. So um, it's, it's small amounts of clients, reasonably big amounts of money, um, really intensive um, caring service. Um, and I look after them and there's a lot of different kind of touch points where they get things in the post and you know lovely yeah. things happen so for those first six months because I effectively started not started from scratch but kind of started to push it from from very small I could keep everything in my head and it was totally fine and then there was a point I think it was about probably about Christmas that year and I quit in the August where I suddenly went oh my god I don't know what's happening in January I know I've got three or four clients but I don't know where I am in the process with them and uh and everything was kind of written somewhere but not in one specific place and that was the point at which I was like and I'd started to go to networking groups and um was meeting maybe 20 new people a week mm. which is wonderful but you can't keep that no. in your head and you can't keep the if you've got f- um, one networking group five appointments and two clients in a week you cannot physically keep the times <laughs> and dates and locations of those in your head you know my brain's great but it's not that great no. I was gonna say how how much sleeping did you do during that time because I know when i when my head was like that sleeping was very very difficult I mean, sleeping, so this was actually, was this pre, when did I get my tablets? No, it must have been after I after I sorted out my sleeping. But no, my sleeping's always been very interesting. Um, I either sleep not at all, or I sleep for like 14 hours. <laughs> I don't seem to have an in-between like a normal person. Um, but yeah, so, and the, the thing there that, sorry, that was a bit of a ramble, but the thing that was interesting there is that instead of just picking like a spreadsheet, which would have done the job, I spent quite a lot of time looking at a CRM system that could grow with me that would that you know it wasn't overly complicated because I don't at the moment I don't have um you know sales funnels and tasks and you know people out in the field that I need to them to report back to me and that kind of thing but and I don't have associate photographers I have emergency backups but actually if you book me you get me unless I'm you know mm. dying or I've broken a leg or something um and even then actually for branding unless it was an event that you had to have me that day I would wait until I was better and come myself so it is it's definitely it's a personal based thing so, but I looked and I researched and I, 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 I landed on the one I've landed on because it's something that I can use it now in quite a basic way. And then as I grew, so now, so that was then, now I use it in a slightly more complex way. So now I've got different, so I can, I can mark, you know, have I sent someone an information pack? Have I, um, I don't know, have they requested a one-to-one meeting? And then you can filter by task so I can see all the people I need to book meetings with that kind of stuff and I found that really really helpful Mm. but I also know that it can grow with me so if I get to a point where say I've got three or four different photographers or I've got say I'm working with a designer and they've got inquiries but they're coming through me and affiliates and that kind of stuff I know that that system can grow with me so it seemed a bit much for when I had you know a handful of clients and well the book about that time is called No Clients and Hooping Cough. So when I had No Clients and Hooping Cough, it seemed a bit much. But it's um, actually now I can see its value and I can see where it's going to become even more valuable further down the line. So and, and, and that slightly convoluted story was to say when you're laying your foundations, try not to get something that fits you now. You need to try and get something that fits you now but has the space to grow so that you don't have to, when you're really busy further down the line, change systems. And I know this sounds really boring, but systems no, are really no, important. No. If you get your systems right, everything is better. And that's actually really interesting because that, do you know, CRM, a CRM is something I have thought of that I've thought I needed for my business for a very long time. Um, mm. And I've tried varieties of CRMs. I think I've tried 
like blue dubsado oh look, 17, 17 hats, hats yeah. which i feel is very relevant <laughs> to this yeah yeah i tried um, them too uh I, I, i've even looked at the hubspot one and i cannot i feel like i'm probably too far beyond the start of my business to actually jump into it so i've not been able to get to the point of actually setting it up setting it up yeah because i feel and like that's I'm interesting already, i'm too because far i think beyond that well also stage. you're too far yeah mm. and i think once you're in so i've now i've actually got because during lockdown i haven't been going to networking and then um filling in my um like adding to my crm as i go mm. and i also haven't had clients for three months like i've got clients from before but they were already in the system and i've got new ones coming but some of them haven't signed their contracts yet and so there's this massive chunk of time where i actually haven't really looked at my crm apart from to book meetings mm. and so now i've got a massive work massive chunk of updating to do and actually i think if, if i didn't have it but if i didn't have it there if i didn't have it already existing i think i'd find that really stressful yes. interestingly it's not my sole system i am also using ClickUp as a crm that's um, what i was going to say is actually that that's probably the only one i've ever i've actually got on got with to grips and with. it's not necessary because it's a, it's not a crm is it let's face it's it not it's not a crm a, no a, so yeah that was that was a lie i don't use ClickUp as a crm i use ClickUp as a client management system yes that's and what I, I use it for um, yeah and it's funny, actually, because I think, think CRM is customer relationship management or something like that. Mm. But I actually use ClickUp for clients and I use um, HubSpot for basically every contact I've ever made yeah. um, that I want to stay in touch with. I mean, interestingly, that is probably one of the things I should be outsourcing because I just don't know how to mm. tackle it now. I'm actually at that point where I, I've given up with it because I do not know how to to tackle that system we can talk about that i won't i won't hijack the rest of this um the rest of this but yeah we can we can definitely talk mm. about that but i think it's i mean the, the the point of all of that is um that you know systems systems can be a way of not outsourcing if you can get your systems right and you can get them set up right Absolutely. they can actually work behind the scenes to make everything and people often say to me actually you know how do you manage to run so many businesses or how do you run a business while you also have this full-time job how do you juggle all the things and all business owners are juggling all the things this is not unique to me mm. but the way that i do it is that i have um i have systems for everything everything oh she really does honestly the amount of times i've actually said something to her and she goes oh hold on i've got a i've got a form or a folder for that there's a form or a folder or an app or a something for that yeah definitely it's amazing um, i think it's about learning about what different types of systems will work for you and trying them because i how, how many mm -hmm. times did i say to you oh i'm really struggling to to plan my days out and get myself organized and actually you taught me a really really simple system with using google calendar which i've been using for forever but not in the way that you showed me so interestingly i would say there so if you are pre-start or in your very early stages then i would say absolutely experiment and have 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 a bit of a look see what suits you for whatever it is you're trying to to work out if you are slightly further on in your business as you were when we had this conversation um that's where I would start to recommend a mentor because mm. the value of somebody who has been there and done it is that most people like people will say to me I've had a couple of people say oh I need I need to charge for this and I need this this is what I need to do how do I do it yeah and because I've done all of the different I've tried them all over the years yes. um I can sort of go oh actually in my internal in my head database and so now I don't have a head diary I've got a head database <laughs> and, and actually a, you know a mentor who a mentor so that's where I so say coaching is an amazing thing and has its own place but this is where a mentor I think comes into their own because they should have experience of what it is you're trying to do absolutely and they can actually pick and go actually you could do this and this but you probably don't need this don't bother with that here's and, and kind of present you with a finished 
selection of things that will do what you need to do yeah um and i think that's where the value really is actually in asking and asking for help asking also just asking other people it doesn't have to be a mentor like a formal mentor yeah but asking people who've just done the job before yeah we've done done the thing yeah working for themselves before or even things like i mean i came across hubspot because i asked um someone i know who is in sales and i said look i don't want a sales tool but i need to keep track of basically people i've met where i've met them from what we've said if we've met Mm -hmm. and whether i need to do you know what are my actions what are my actions after them and i needed something more than like a spreadsheet or a bullet journal or a i needed something that would kind of remind me yeah um and he said oh you could use this and told me about stuff like salesforce which is huge and expensive and there was something else i can't remember what it was he was like but you could try hubspot because it's free see if you get on with it and and here I am. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's really worth asking for help. Absolutely. I think, asking Even for... just sort of getting that information from people. Say people. Most people have tried different things um, and will always recommend something. I mean, I say I've tried. ClickUp is one of the things that I rave to people about now because I've tried a bunch of other stuff. Oh, and I'm before. so glad you did as well because I was like, oh, I use Trello. I don't need it, and actually, it's changed my life. So. <laughs> oh, did I tell you yeah. about ClickUp? Did I actually? You told me about did ClickUp. Oh well, no, because it was you. on. It was on the marketing. You always impart wisdom to me. We were like a, we're like a two way wisdom. I can't think of a metaphor. I was but say, wisdom yeah, goes both ways. How, that, how are we going to win there? I was going to say channel or like. Mm, okay. I was yeah. thinking of mountains. I'm not really sure what was happening in my head there. Too much fantasy noveling. Anyway, um, yeah, but I think um, now I've totally click lost up. my train of thought. I got sidetracked by oh, click up, yeah. So. Um, and that was a really good example, actually, of how asking... Um, so I was trying to... I can't remember what I was trying to work out. But I'd seen it in the marketing fix. and um, But I hadn't... You were slightly further ahead with that than I was. Because mm. I think you joined the month before I did or something. And um, and I'd seen it and I'd kind of gone, eh, no, I'm just going to focus on the stuff that I know I need to learn about because I don't need... I don't need another system. <laughs> I'd kind of... I'd fall into the trap of, like, I'm the system's queen. I know all the systems. Exactly. ClickUp is quite new. It's quite a new... And, oh, my God, it's amazing. It's like three of my favourite systems got together and had oh. this, like, really weird baby. Fabulous baby. Um, all colourful and everything. Fab- oh, it's amazing. <laughs> um, and it does so far. There's nothing I've thrown at it that it can't do. I'm quite impressed. It does. It's not a one size. It's not a one fix for everything. No, but it's damn close. It is pretty it's damn, damn close. close, definitely. Yeah, and I certainly think... in terms of organisation. And I think that's the key. Actually, I was just thinking. You know, we said about the many hats. We haven't actually specified that many of the hats, but actually in terms of balancing, because all the hats will be different for each business, won't they? You know, depending on what you do, um, and depending who your clients are, and what market you're working in, and all of those, and you know what the rest of your life looks like. Your hats will be slightly different. Yes. Um, because some of the hats that you wear will be things like childminder um you know i have had in the past um i've had clients arrive with children and so i have had to entertain the child with one hand while photographing the parent with the other and, you know <laughs> weird shit that happens um yep. so and, and that's you know it's it's very much part of of the so you have all kinds of different hats so rather than specifying i think it is more about kind of keeping organized isn't yes, it and um definitely. how did you did your did your systems and your outsourcing and your when you went through the move because obviously moving your moving house is massive anyway mm. and Sarah didn't just move house she moved continents <laughs> as you do yeah. you know yeah. don't, go big or go home um, did you find that that made it easier to kind of restart your business in a new place do you think or like what what made that in terms of your hats of having all the hats and moving all the hats was there anything that you think might I sort of fit? that's a really good question um, I think. In terms of moving country, I kind of, 
I wiped the slate clean. That's what that's kind of the way I did it. I just decided, you know what, everything that I had in the UK, I'm just going to wipe that clean uh, and go into setting up my new business. However, with all of the stuff that I've learned over the years from running my business in the UK, which was quite a quite a lot of stuff, as it turns out. Um, yeah, so I kind of when I first leapt back into um, building a business here in Canada, the first thing I did was buy a domain. <laughs> Just throwing that one out there. I bought a domain and I built a website very quickly. It's practically a hobby for me. I love, I love buying domains. <laughs> because, it literally is like, oh, what can I buy today? Exactly. Because the eight years of experience I had before that, I'd learned now how to build a website. I'd bought into them the Divi system, which, you know, you showed me and was mind-blowing oh, and changed my life kind of thing. Um, so I was able to build a whole brand new website within a couple of days, you know, just because I, I I knew what I wanted from it immediately. So having that information and that that experience, experience behind me, actually, yeah, yeah, was a, was yeah. a big help, definitely. Especially then to go and um, not just set up the same business again, but actually completely flip it and do something different as well. But different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was definitely oh, no, that's having good that news. experience. And I think that is actually, because I think something else that, we don't I think is relevant here is that we wear lots of hats as a business owner and what we forget or what we actually just don't know certainly I didn't know when I started even knowing myself as well as I do and knowing that I thrive on all the things Mm. and blah blah I hadn't realized how many businesses I would start evolve and close or start evolve and kind of me don't want to do that anymore yeah (laughs) in in my it's it wasn't I mean some some of them have have shifted some of them have actively closed um some of them have become other things. Some of them are partnerships where I'm no longer working with a person and the person's taken on and done their own thing and they've got nothing to do with me anymore. Um, but there's there's a lot of stuff. And I, I, you know, all of those things I've learned from. But I think it's really interesting that, you know, one of the hats we have to wear is, I hesitate to say funeral director, but like you don't realise at the beginning that at some point you're going to have to lay that business. Well, you don't have to, but there is a good possibility you that the business well you end to. up running... Yeah. The business yeah. you end up running is probably not going to be the first one you start, is in my experience. You know, even if you don't actually actively close it, often people find that they're... I mean, actually, for me, my photography was exactly... Um, it ran in a totally different direction. So I, um, when I first went pro, I was expecting to do um, brand shoots and lifestyle. And that was fine. And then in... Was it 2018 I got the studio? I think so, yeah. Um, so a couple of years in, the studio came up as an option. So I was like, yeah, brilliant, open a studio, wonderful. And Boudoir was kind of my first love, but I was finding it hard to do while hiring. And I thought I was then going to become more or less like a Boudoir photographer with a bit of brand. And actually, although I do use my studio and I spend quite a lot of time there, 80% of my client work is actually out and about doing brand work that's the way and it's it yeah partly that's because I've developed my business in that direction but partly that's because you know your business is 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 led by demand and it's led by your market and all of these other things so I think having a is it possible to have a flexible hat is that a thing yeah no I agree with that because it's having an open-minded hat yeah because it's even about how you evolve as well because your your sort of likes and dislikes change as you go on I before you know before I moved to Canada I was we'd spoken about this i was very much looking at potentially giving up my job as a paramedic and becoming a full-time photographer that's you you know you and that's i would have been very, that, was that was the plan, the plan. Yeah. obviously then i decided to move countries but and also in the meantime um decided to start doing a creative writing degree just because um and suddenly came to realize actually through the help of a coach as well um that 
writing was always the first love and the photography was just kind of replacing that because of different things that it was a creative outlet but it maybe wasn't the thing yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly so actually flipping my i'm you know if you'd if you'd have asked me two three years ago would you be a copywriter in 2020 i would have i would have been like what no do you know what though and i love that because this comes up again and again with us Mm. that we have these like mirror because i had a similar thing so when i started blogging and my actually so before even before i started um making money from the jewelry before i started that as a business my first kind of business and i say that in inverted commas because I don't think I clocked that it was a business until I then got to the end of the year and was like oh shit I'm gonna need to do a tax return I've made some money (laughs) that was I didn't know that was a thing um was because my blog so I mean this was this was early 2000s so this was this was a long time ago and the 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 landscape was very different the internet landscape we didn't have Facebook we didn't have um Instagram we didn't have I think we might have just about had Twitter but it was very very different kettle of fish like and and we didn't have decent digital cameras either so um and I I fell into writing essentially copywriting but writing sponsored blog posts and um getting paid to feature so John Lewis paid me to feature some stuff on my blog and um that, that stuff made me quite a nice little income for quite a while until I then changed my blog domain and forgot to take all my people with me and that was a really bad decision. <laughs> but lesson learned, um, I bet you wouldn't But do lesson that again. learned, 100% lesson learned. <laughs> and to be fair, I never wanted to be a full-time blogger. So I love blogging, but I didn't want to be a full-time blogger. So you know, sometimes the universe steps in. Absolutely. But it's really funny that actually one of the things I learned from that when I then wasn't making any money from blogging and had to find something else to do with my kind of life and business um I then took up jewelry and I discovered the thing I liked the most was the photography and then I took up web design and I found the thing I loved the most was taking the pictures and eventually I was like oh I've been I want to be a photographer but I've been substituting it with writing because it's less scary yeah and it's almost the exact mirror and I know we said this at the time like it's been like an exact mirror image it's been really interesting growing the other sides of our businesses that are matching but backwards yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, it's like a little flip flip over there definitely um and i think actually one of the other things that that we don't we go into business knowing you say we've we've talked a lot about the practical stuff i think we forget about the emotional side like in a business it, the, running a business starting and running a business is by far the best self-development i've done a lot of self-development over the years running my business has been the best way to get to know myself and develop myself and and work out actually who i am and what i want out of life yeah and build my confidence and yeah 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 get to and and out of get out of your comfort zone yes you kind of have to do that yeah yeah. you have to tell people like hey it's a thing i'm good at and you should pay me for it at some point you know being um proud enough to sort of say who you are and what it is you do and showing your work to people that's a really big thing for a creative person and then then there's another step which i think both of us have taken um at varying points um for me one of the biggest steps was being um confident enough to say actually i can teach you this yes i am actually i have enough experience and i'm good enough at this that i can teach you this Mm -hmm. actually my knowledge is worth money and and it's worth you know it's going to help you i'm going to accelerate your journey by using my experience and that was massive well for interestingly for me i think it wasn't until i actually started to talk about what i did and teach some some of it to people that um i realized how much of it i actually knew myself i remember having a conversation it might have even been with you about about photography we were talking about and i got to the end of the conversation thought oh wow i know more about this than i actually thought i did (laughs) yeah i love those moments though like there are definitely those moments i had i was trying to remember what it was there was something the other day and someone asked me something and i just like came out with this very eloquent answer and i was like 
that's not even my specialist subject. But that's not any of my specialist subjects. That's just a thing that I vaguely know about. But I know the Where answer. Where did that come, that come from? from? Who's here? And it's funny because if actually, if rather than asking me the question directly, if that person had emailed me and said, "Do you know about this?" I would probably be like, "Mm, "Little bit." Let me Google that for you. Yeah. Because I don't know. Or actually, when they asked me directly, or, yeah. this this wisdom, this random wisdom, just came out of my mouth. I was yeah. like, "What was that?" So yeah, and it's amazing what is in there. I think, and what what is. Um, yeah, so another hat is being kind of your own therapist, coach. Yes. <laughs> All of the hats. Definitely. Yeah. I think the thing to the remember, though, one of the things we've sort of talked about, obviously having all of these hats is great and doing all of these things for yourself, but actually it's also, I think a lot of it is um, stepping out and building a network of, of friends who, you know, who are very similar to you or who are going through the same sort of experiences so you can kind of mm-hmm. share that wisdom with each other. Um mm-hmm. I think that helps you to wear all the hats a little bit easier if you can kind of say, like, you know, if I can message you, Carla, I've got this problem with this email, what do I do? And you go, oh, if you do this, this and this. And I go, well, shit, I knew that, but why, why did why I didn't write that? Well, sometimes, them? occasionally, I think, even just being able to just be like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's not working. Yes. Why is it not fucking working? And get someone that understands. Because I had a real tendency um, in the early days, um, because when I first started my business, I was very young and I was still living at home. I was like 22 or 23 or something horrific. And... Um, I, I mean, I was lucky that my dad was self-employed, so he was also prone to similar outbursts when the tech wasn't working. Um, but it meant that every now and my bedroom at the time um, backed onto the living room because we had quite a weird living layout. And so every now and again, my parents would be having like a nice chilled evening watching TV and then they'd hear me going, oh, for fuck's sake, just fucking work <laughs> to some random like, I don't know, it might be like a blog hadn't published or the internet had cut out. Yeah. Or the, I don't know, something had broken. And... Um, and they they were very supportive but they were also a bit bewildered um whereas once i started to make friends who were uh, and connections who were also running businesses they got that there's a very specific type of frustration yes. that goes with being a business owner and i think it's really nice to have people that get that there's also a very specific type of celebration you know i've had a few times where i've um, you know i try to mark or try to actively mark milestones and um, things that I've achieved and things when I realise like oh I've done this thing that actually I wouldn't have been able to do six months ago or a year ago or five years ago I couldn't even have imagined mm-hmm. and I try to mark that and sometimes that will be by going and doing a thing sometimes it'll be by eating cake sometimes it'll be by buying myself something that I really wanted um, and a few people have commented on it in the past and they've been like oh that's that's a really weird thing to do and I'm like oh but actually actually if you're a business owner you'd get it yeah like exactly. if you ran a business you would totally get it's this totally or a creative thing. I, th- I think artists do similar well some artists I know do similar things you know if they finish a certain thing or they sell a certain piece they'll celebrate with a it's just a marker isn't it it's mm. like a marker of a remembering to look at what you're and actually something that comes up a lot is that we and actually I think we talked about we, we said we wanted to sort of mention this because we probably need to wrap up in the not too distant future mm. um not beating yourself up like remembering that you know you can do all the stuff but do it in small chunks yes. and remember that actually if you're trying to do 11 or 15 or 17 or 24 full-time jobs in the space of one it's okay if you don't do everything that you want to do exactly and it's every okay day. if you fuck like it up as well really it, isn't it, it totally, you know, totally it happens um, we've all got those stories where we've sent you know a, an email to a wrong person or oh. <laughs> Do you know what? I've been doing it loads recently with WhatsApp for some reason. Oh. Like WhatsApp, I've had about five or six occasions where I've 
sent something to someone and then about an hour later they've responded and gone what and i'm like oh no sorry that wasn't meant for you and it'll be something really specific as well it's usually something i've done it a couple of times where i've been talking to anna about ink drops and i've said something very specific about a specific bit of stock um and of course i know what i mean when i say you know the orange one with the fox on the front yeah and that's all that that's all the message that they'll get and, <laughs> she's like what the hell are and you my mum's like what orange one with what fox what are you talking about it's great um so yeah we've definitely all done silly but it is quite i think it's quite hard to break things completely yeah absolutely um, it's that's actually that's probably a good thing to remember that even when you do fuck it up uh, and it seems like the world is ending it's really not as bad as you think it is <laughs> 99 times out of 100 the world is not ending um you know i mean there are there are things like we, this is not the place to go into them but i have definitely seen um you know it often tends to be bigger companies i think when you're running your own business and you're more in control of what people are saying or doing or actually you're not in control of anything because it's just you doing it yeah. and you are mostly in control of what you say and do there are less um i think less potential fuck-ups Yes. In terms of saying the wrong thing yeah. at the wrong time or saying something in the wrong tone or saying something that, that you know, or a, I don't know, a bit of PR or something that somebody could take in the wrong way. Mm. It, it's less likely when it's just you. I think once you have more people, that becomes, again, you're letting go of control, yes. but you also have to keep some control and it's all a bit... Um, quality control. <laughs> quality control, yeah. On the whole, though, I mean, would you say, I, I would definitely say that, I mean, it took me a long time to learn that asking for help was okay. A long oh, time. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. I, I felt like I had to do it all by myself. I felt like yeah. I had to know mm. all the things. It took me ages. And whereas now, I actually find it quite freeing when I could be like, do you know what? I, I've got well, I've got you and I've got Lou and I've got Julia. And then I've got a couple of um, WhatsApp groups full of friends who are small groups, but small groups of friends who are either doing the same thing or very supportive mm. and have a lot of knowledge. And occasionally, I can literally just message it there and go i have no idea. i've got this thing that i have to do <laughs> and it's got to be done by such and such a time and i've got no idea where to start um and it's funny because the client stuff is very rarely that but the um the behind the scenes stuff there is often stuff that will come and trip me up and it's, yeah. it's quite nice to be able to know that i've got people to help but i think that um i was going to ask you a question and i've totally lost my train of thought um <laughs> um yes no i think i think we're probably um, and again i was <laughs> We don't have a fix for this. No. This, is, this is another one of those episodes where we don't really have a fix. Again, it's, it's just a, a you awareness are not alone. raising. And yeah, exactly. You are not alone. Yeah. This is a thing that we... All, and again, but this is stuff I think people don't talk about. And this is what we wanted from Creative Reboot, wasn't yes. it? As well as sort of talking to people and, 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 you know, having some practical resolutions. Mm-hmm. A lot of what we want to talk about is very much like, hey, we experienced this too. You're really not. You're not alone. Because it can be it can be something that you feel like you're the only person to have ever experienced this. Yes. And... Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think everything that's ever gone wrong with my business, I thought that nobody else has gone through this. It's just, no one me. else is this shit. And then I yeah, talk to people like you not. and you go, well, yeah, I did that. And this is what I did. And I go, yeah. Oh, okay. Also, I've consistently done that over the last three businesses or whatever. And like, actually you're normal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're never normal in any other way. And yeah, but I in, still in lots do of ways when We fuck up. We're normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did it yesterday. <laughs> just didn't tell you. <laughs> it's called being a human being. No, That's what it is. So yeah. Yeah, a human being. I like being a human Absolutely. being. Absolutely, definitely. Definitely. But there you go. So. Excellent. Well, on that note, there you go. Hopefully, you guys have um, taken something from that. Hopefully, uh, we'd love to know. I'd I'd love to know what other hats you guys wear because obviously we have reasonably similar businesses in lots of ways. Yeah. Um, not all of them. Obviously, some of mine are a bit a bit random, but um, our core businesses are, are reasonably similar. So and serve quite a similar audience yeah. just in different countries. So I'd love to know what other random hats you guys wear. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, do you have to remove dead squirrels from your storage? Or, you know, <laughs> that there's going to be some weird ones out there. That is a hat I would not like to wear for my business, but thank you anyway. Also a hat I would prefer not to wear, but, you know. <laughs> Someone did say to me, actually, in order to start... Uh, did they say in order to start an empire, you have to be willing to be everything from the emperor to the cleaner? Yes. And I cannot remember who said that to me. It was years ago, years and years ago when I first started. And I thought, actually, it's totally true. That makes a lot of sense. You need to be able to do everything in your business. Yeah, from top to bottom, definitely. Yeah. But you don't have to do it all all the time. No. You just need to know how it's done. Exactly. When you actually start earning enough, you can pay other people to do it. Exactly. (laughs) On that note. On that note. (laughs) How do we finish? I'm I'm terrible at the end of these things. So, yes. Oh, I always forget the end as well. We will Um, put some links and stuff in our show notes. Um, we will put some links and stuff. The show notes might actually be more coherent than the podcast, but, you know. <laughs> Which you can find at creativereboot.co. Um, you can. And you can find us on social media, which is where it is a good place to come and comment as well about episodes that yes, you listen to. Yes, come and have a chat. Come and tell us things, um, definitely. We are Creative Reboot Co. There might even be a hashtag, although I can't actually remember what I was using, so I'll stick that in the it show notes as well. Doing, yeah. Is there a hashtag? It, We're total I, pros, I have no I idea. It's another hat I did not know. I about. think it was hashtag creative reboot co, but just in case it isn't, okay. I'll check the show notes. Absolutely. Definitely. Um and then yes, please do um you know rate us, review us. Subscribe and share. And share we, yes. you know we'd love you to tell if you enjoy it, tell other, if you don't enjoy it, tell us. If you enjoy it, tell us if you do enjoy it, tell other people. Absolutely. We, love, we want the good word of mouth. We'd love to spread the message. Spread the message yeah, absolutely, definitely. Because definitely. as you may have gathered, we are now extending this and making more episodes on a monthly basis. So we are yes. it's very exciting. And we also want more people to interview as well. So if you are interested, Carla's made a wonderful little form on the website that you can get in touch with us on. Cool. Fabulous. Thank you very much. In which case, till next time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah.